0: Welcome to Your Life, Your Purpose, a show dedicated to helping you live with greater power and purpose in your life by taking action. Now, your host, a man who needs no introduction, Brandon Allen. All right, so I want to welcome everyone to this week's installment of Your Life, Your Purpose. As always, this is your host. Brandon Allen, and I am excited to bring you another great business podcast here on buildyoursoulpurpose.com. So, today's topic, as I spend a lot of time talking about management and the importance of good management in your business, I want to talk about one of the byproducts of good management today. I want to talk about culture and the type of culture. Uh, that you're building or not building in your business. Uh, So uh, when we talk about culture, this is something where, you know, I I work with a lot of, uh, you know, professional business owners, and a lot of those professional business owners happen to be doctors. And one thing I've noticed in the between, and it's really the difference between a successful and an unsuccessful practice or a business is there's always a different culture and an energy level around the different, um, around, you know, a, there's there's a, there's a lower energy around an unsuccessful business and there's a higher level energy around a, uh, a successful business. And <clears throat> when I look at that, you know, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that, you know, some people just operate under the producer paradigm, what we call the producer Paradigm and the producer paradigm is, um, looking at you know, always thinking abundantly, always thinking that there's enough, knowing that, uh, uh, you know, great results can be achieved, having a positive outlook, all those different things, you know, uh, always wanting to create value for other people. So, not to say that for a producer, things never go wrong, but for a producer, when things go wrong, a big difference is a producer thinks. How do I create value for someone to get out of this rut? And this was something that, that really helped me is, is when, when things go wrong in your business, which is bound to happen at some point in time, right? We've all experienced that. It's important to, fig, it's, it's important to get yourself out of that rut because if you start feeling sorry for yourself, pretty soon you're in the consumer condition, and we're going to talk about that here in a minute. But producers, when they get in a rut, they think about, okay, who can I create value for today? where where is there value to be created who do i know that i can create value for today they get on the phone and they make it happen okay and that's that just creates a that in and of itself that paradigm cannot be overlooked i mean it creates a a mindset in and of itself <clears throat> so looking at the consumer condition this is what we call scarcity okay this is the abundant mindset versus the scarcity mindset and someone who's in scarcity operates off fear, doubt, worry, there's never enough, I don't have enough resources, I could do this, but I don't have time, I don't have enough money, my team sucks, Uh, my customers suck. Um, That's the scarcity mindset. And uh, when you get into scarcity and you operate out of scarcity, uh, nothing good happens for that. And, And over time, it affects the culture of your business. And, and, and that's really, I mean, when I, when I look at successful businesses, they just have a great culture. You walk in there, you can feel the energy, you can feel that people are committed to what's going on and the business owner is committed to what's going on. So, you know, when we talk about, you know, looking at the culture, uh, the, the, the second thing I want to talk about is what do you want as a business owner? And it is so un- important to really understand like, what kind of a culture do you want. So in 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 an operation that I run, what you'll see is what I like to have is results with fun. I like to have fun every day, but I like to kick ass and get results. I like to do that, but uh, not and, and and that may seem like well, gosh, everyone wants to do that, right? But uh, you know, I have a unique way of holding people accountable but also doing it in a way that that keeps people engaged and that in one in one minute we could have a super uncomfortable conversation about something but in the next minute we could be you know goofing off or doing something you know else and having some fun what i've noticed is not everyone can do that so whatever it is that you want to create that, that really fits your personality then do that F- figure out you know how you want that to look and what kind of corporate I mean you look at corporations like Southwest Airlines or Zappos um, you know these are companies that have been wildly successful by creating uh, a real specific culture. Uh, Apple has a specific culture right um, you know all these businesses have a culture Google has a culture um, so what do you want and, and this is what's important for you as a leader to really decide how you're going to, how are you going to lead this culture? How are you going to be the catalyst for it? Because a lot of times what we do is, is we kind of, uh, as, as smaller business owners, we get so wrapped up into the work that we do that we forget that there's a whole operation that depends on us as well. And so we kind of check out of that building that culture process. And we, we tend to not be as proactive as we normally would be. And so when, when these things start to happen, um, this, you know, this creates a situation where we let, uh, everyone create the culture and, and that can be disastrous for a business, right? Uh, and it can lead to, uh, scattered results, um, you know, spotty service, all those different things. So, You know, It comes down to what do you want? What do you want in your culture? And how are you going to lead that initiative? Because people won't follow you unless you lead it. And you can't just say that you want something a certain way. You have to demonstrate that every day. And when people see that, that creates power. That creates something where I see that and I think, man, that person is really serious. She or he is very serious about that. I get it. Man, they're beating that drum every day. I'm going to get on board. I'm sold on this. I'm going to get on board, and and you got to sell people on things, right? I've 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 said that recently in a podcast. If you want to get buy in, you've got to sell. Uh, and culture is the same thing. If you want them to buy into the culture, you've got to sell it. Well, the best way you can sell it is to live it every single day. If you live it, people will buy it. Um, and that's that's just the God's honest truth. Okay. So, <clears throat> the the last thing about culture is how well do you communicate. That culture. How how well do you do that? And I I I I heard this interview by an author, and I can't remember the name of the author or the book that he wrote. And he's written so he's written more than one book. Um, I don't know if he's super well known, but he's fairly well known if if, from what I remember the interview. But uh, obviously, I can't remember his name. But um, it talked about you know really how we build a winning mindset in a team, and he said something that I thought was so. Uh, that I thought was so interesting and so prevalent or or relevant to a smaller business. And he said that culture is created through conversation. And it's so true, isn't it? I mean, what we say in our business is what comes out in our culture. If we start talking about things a certain way, things happen. You know, and and think about this. I mean, think about that person that you dislike. And... now, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but if you have someone that you dislike, let's say at work, you're probably going to say things about that person that's less than flattering. Um, may, you know, some people are better at this than others of holding their tongue, but you may start talking about this person in a bad way. And if you're a leader and you're doing that, now you're starting to really shape the the opinions of other people, and pretty soon. People are going to start shaping their opinions based off of what you're saying. So if I think Tom's a real piece of crap, then all of a sudden everyone's going to start thinking Tom's a piece of crap, potentially, if I have enough influence. Now I'm creating a culture where everyone thinks Tom is a piece of crap. And they may treat Tom accordingly. And that may be fair or that may not be fair. But this is why gossip and, and just, uh, you know, a lack of not committed, you know, uncommitted, complaining things like that, or can be so damaging to a business. Um, so think about how well you communicate, but also communicating what you do want to have happen. And this is where it's important to have regular meeting rhythms. It's important to communicate uh, objectives. It's a, it's a co- important to communicate values. It's important to communicate vision and mission, so that people really understand. Like this is why we. This is what we do. This is what we value. This is where we're going. This is, you know, this is how we value our customers, all these things, you know, but from a leadership standpoint, this is the hardest thing for us to get, uh, to get our arms around because we make assumptions about what people know and what people understand about our business. And we can't communicate these things enough. Um, I've said this before, but Lauren Wolf in the leadership Bible talked about communication, uh, particularly about mission, vision, and values. And he said, look, you should be repeating it so much. That by the time you're just sick and tired of hearing your own voice say it, that's when it's finally starting to seep into your people. It's finally starting to kind of seep through their heads and they're starting to get it. So you got to repeat those things like mantras over and over and over again to create that culture. And you got to make sure that when we're talking about people, and look, when we talk about communication and creating culture, it's huge. For instance, how I confront someone is a big deal when when uh, when creating the right culture. If I confront someone and I say, <clears throat> you know, and Tom's getting a bad rap today, but if I go to Tom and I say, "Tom, you always screw up, man. You are killing me. I, every time when something goes wrong, I know that you're the one who did it." Okay? That's one way to confront someone, but again, if I'm going to confront someone in a healthy manner so that I empower people, I want to make Tom's behavior sound atypical, right? So I may say, "Tom, you know what? This happened the other day, I'm really surprised that it did because you know what it's so unlike you and it's not something that I've come to expect from the work that you do. Hey, talk to me about what happened. Okay? That's a that's a completely different context, right? How I approach that conversation now creates a culture where now I'm someone who's invested in Tom's success versus someone who's just waiting to beat Tom over the head. Every time he makes a mistake, think about all the different communications and interactions that you have in your business and think about how you might come across if you do it one way versus the other. Think about how you want to game plan that and think about how will this be perceived? Will this create power in my business or will it take power away from it? What I want to do is create as much power as I can, even when I'm confronting behavior that is less than ideal. And this is an important distinction to make because I think a lot of times we forget about that. We beat someone over the head. Now they're beat down. Well, what is someone who's beat down going to do? Are they going to support the business and be an advocate for it, or are they someone who's going to be leery about the business and, quite frankly, probably throw it under the bus every chance they can get? Okay. Well, it's going to be the, it's going to be the latter every time. Okay. Um, so this is something that um that you want to think about you know your communication matters how are you going to communicate to the people around you how are you going to confront behavior how are you going to reward behavior all these different things matter it, it creates the right culture um and and what is the culture that you want really identifying that so think about that if you know if you want a great business maybe you already have a great business if you want to continue to have a great business don't overlook the cultural aspect culture is important um, one of the things that we did was uh, for 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 Freedom Fast Track, which is a company that I do a ton of work for. Um, they we created a style guide. I, I created a, a style guide for them with with their uh with their founder, and it was awesome. I mean, it's just a great tool. But you know, sometimes. <clears throat> Sometimes we create things like that and we forget to look at them. But um you know, having a style guide that really just talks about what the culture is that we're trying to create, that's a really powerful tool. So, you know, that's a great way to to kind of have that communication standard in something that and it we, I mean, we really did it up. It looks nice. It's laid out really beautifully. Um so you know, you can do something like that in your own business. But um, just remember the successful businesses have that great culture. They have that consistent culture that people just enjoy being in and they thrive. I mean, you know, you've always been on that team where it's like, man, I, I was on this team and it just felt like I had no choice but to succeed because people were so positive. People just kicked ass. It was just awesome. And then you've been on teams where it's like, man... I didn't think there was any way I could be successful because these guys were so damn depressing that uh, half the time I thought about jumping off the building or jumping out a window um, versus actually doing my work. So you know, you think about that. I mean, we have the power to do that as a business owner. You're the catalyst for your culture, whether you like it or not. So how are you going to create that culture? And remember, the better the culture that you create, the more successful your business is going to be. I've just seen that time and time again. So it starts with knowing what you want, and then it, it's it, it's important to communicate what you want in an effective way, and realize that all the different touch points that you have in interactions with patients, clients, uh, vendors, employees, all those touch points matter. All the ways that you create uh, those conversations with people, you can create a great outcome, or you can create a poor outcome with those. Uh, with those touch points as it relates to growing and, and cultivating your culture. So think about that. What are some things that you could do differently with your culture? What are some ways that you could be more intentional about it? What are some areas where you feel like, you know what, I could communicate differently to get a different result with the culture that I have? Um, think about that. Put those things together together. And uh, if you have any questions or comments about culture, again, go to buildyoursoulpurpose.com. Hit me up. Ask me questions. I've got a contact form on there. I've got comment forms on my posts. I would love to hear from you. So so hit me up if you've got some questions, um, and we'll talk about that. For your life, your purpose this week, I want to thank everyone for listening. Share this on Facebook. Facebook, LinkedIn, like it, put a comment on iTunes, you name it. I uh, would love to hear your feedback. So uh, for your life, your purpose, this is Brandon Allen on buildyoursoulpurpose.com. I am signing off. Have a terrific day.